Welcome to the Cosmic Collective Podcast. I'm your host and psychic medium, Mads, and in this community, we talk about all things spiritual awakening, higher consciousness, and unlocking the path back to your soul. Welcome to the Collective. Oh my god happy monday i am so excited because if you are listening to this july 3rd which oh my god what the fuck oh my god what the fuck it's july um but if you're listening to this on july 3rd it is the official launch day of a happy human which means the content drops today for the over a dozen people who have enrolled in the course i am literally losing my mind i'm so excited for everyone to dive into it If you're listening to this and it's July 3rd and it's not 11.59 p.m. Eastern and you want to get in on a happy human and also get my four-week deep dive into manifestation, my course Starlight, that's all about manifestation, completely free with your purchase of a happy human, then click the link below and use code COSMIC at checkout to save some coin. Um, That is a promo available until... Um, later tonight at 11.59 p.m. Eastern. I just wanted to start with that because I'm so freaking excited. A Happy Human was literally like my baby for the last, oh my God, we've been working on this since like February. Um, So I'm just super, super, super fucking stoked about it in all honesty. And I'm just really happy to be offering a course, the very first course ever, um, and two technically if you get starlight along with this also just gonna say like starlight is like you know like it might be you know think of the easter bunny like it might be like a thing i'm just gonna leave that there uh i'm so excited i'm just i'm super super freaking pumped and obviously the discount for the podcast doesn't expire you can always buy a happy human you don't have to like pull the trigger today but this is the only time i'm going to be offering starlight for free because it's a whole other course which is just so exciting and I'm, I'm really, really excited about that. Starlight is not Manifestation 101. We will cover Manifestation 101 obviously in it. It is so much deeper than that. I am really, really, really pumped up about it. We cover the quantum physics of manifestation, the neuroscience of manifestation, and the psychology of manifestation. And we really, really, really go into it. I'm giving you all the practices that I have given to my clients that have helped them you know, manifest like $17,000 pay increases, uh, moving across the country, moving to different countries, job opportunities of a lifetime, connections and collaborations of a lifetime, manifesting the loves of their lives. So, and it's also techniques that I have used to obviously um, get to where I am in my life. So I feel like, you know, all the mindset reprogramming and becoming the happiest, healthiest, dreamiest version of you in a happy human is so complemented by your free access to starlight. So if you want to snag that deal, today is the day, July 3rd. I'm super pumped up about it. Like I'm really fucking pumped up about it. And I'm also super pumped up about this episode. This is actually like another listener request. I had kind of done this like random, well, it wasn't really, well, I guess it was random. I did those, you know, those little like Instagram, um, how do you call them? Filters? 
that the, the little game filters it was like a, a filter for like q a on instagram and i was procrastinating as fuck over the weekend um not this past weekend that you're hearing this but the one before i'm recording this quite in advance because i am in a chatty kathy mood and i just feel like talking to you i'm i'm really pumped about this episode so this is why i'm doing this at nine o'clock at night which is typically when i start getting ready to you know um you know sleep because i'm an old woman but it's fine. It is what it is. Uh, where was I going with this? I am so, okay, first of all, just like before we get into everything, the collective energy has been a little fucking chaotic. I posted stories about that, you know, recently this week, just a couple of days ago or yesterday. Dude, I don't even know with time right now. And things are just chaotic. I posted a channeling on my Instagram stories. You really should follow me over there. There's some good shit going on over there. I saw someone today and she was like, I really like the content you've been posting, like your stories. They're like a mix of like informational text. And then also like you chat and I love it. And it just like, it really made my day. So I was really happy to hear that. And basically Saturn started its retrograde by the time you're hearing this about like two weeks ago. And it didn't really affect the collective at first minus ocean gate, but we're not going to talk about that. It was kind of this like slow burn, which is very Piscean of this Saturn retrograde happening in Pisces. And between that and then Lilith Mars, is it Lilith Mars and the sun or no, it's Lilith Venus and the sun all in, is it? Oh, I forget. It's either Mars and Mars or Venus. And then the sun and Lilith, I know those two for sure are in this like chaotic as fuck conjunction squaring off to Uranus basically all of this to say that there is a lot of unearthing of childhood wounds limiting belief programs and collective subconscious that is taking place right now in the collective by the time you're hearing this actually the day you're hearing this is also the Capricorn full moon so there is just like a lot of chaotic energy we've also been getting solar flares Um, solar flares are when the sun solar if that wasn't clear hits um, the rays basically hit the earth in like a really 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 quick frequency and for the last we had a huge solar storm mid-june which was in intense it exhausted the collective and we're still getting these like little zaps is what i call them kind of like aftermath of these solar flare storms and it's hitting over four, it's like it's going like i think way past like 50 i think during the solar storm we were hitting like 55 hertz the average hertz that the the Earth's frequency is usually at is 7.14. So just to give you like an idea of what of what that feels like, we've been hitting plus 40 hertz and it just brings in like a huge collective shift. We could do an episode on that. I feel like we should do an episode on like gravitational waves, solar storms, the Schumann resonance. Ooh, I'm going to put a poll up. I feel like that might be like one of our next topics of conversation. Anyways, so the energy has been very chaotic. I feel like that is also why I'm in this like super chatty mood because I just have so much energy to burn despite going for an 8.9 kilometer run today. I run regularly. So like this is like the distance was fine, but like the fact that I still have energy and I'm not like passed out in my bed right now, kind of surprising. I also have been on a microphone. This will be my fourth and a half hour my fifth hour talking on a microphone so I sound a little raspy I sound a little I sound a little prepubescent right now or like mid pubescent uh, stage of my life I hope you don't mind it actually you know what it sounds like 
Oh my God, the chaos. I can already feel the chaos of this episode. (laughs) Oh my God, my mind. I'm so glad I had an energy healing session today. Oh, it grounded me so much. I cannot imagine where I would be right now if I didn't have that. I, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that another time, but this is a whole thing. What was I saying? Oh my gosh. Oh, I sound like I, like I used to sound when I smoked a lot of weed. Like when I would, (laughs) when I would hit a bong, this is how my voice would sound. It'd be a little bit deeper and a little bit more raspy, but this is, this is more or less what I sounded like as a stoner. So anyways, my voice is a little raw. What I was saying earlier is I put up this filter of Q&A on my Instagram stories the other day and it had said something I think it had asked the question of like worst date story or something like that and if you have been following me for a while on Instagram then you know at the end of 2021 I kind of went on like a dating escapade just for the like shits and giggles of it I wasn't this is the thing when it comes to dating and like finding relationship I all kinds of relationships, friendships, like romantic partnerships. I don't really go looking for things. I set my intention with the universe and I just let it happen for me. And that's very much the energy I'm in like constantly. So I'm not on dating apps anymore. I haven't been since that time period. And it feels really, really good. It's, it's been a very fruitful experience. <laughs> Who the fuck says fruitful? What the fuck kind of energy am I in right now, guys? I hope that you're giggling right now. I hope that this makes you giggle. I hope that this puts some light in your day. I hope that this is a fun episode for you because this is feeling real fun for me. It feels kind of like it's giving slumber party energy. It's giving 1 a.m. We're eating Sour Patch Kids and we're like giggling about boys. That's that's what it's giving me right now. Boys and like and like silly things. Anyway, that's the vibe it's giving. And I had basically answered in this in this filter question that you know it's a whole story this like date experience is a whole story I don't actually think I talked about it on the podcast because I I made an episode I actually think around this time last year that I had stopped dating for a while and that was a very intentional experience that I had in 2022 which by the way feels like it was a decade ago not a year ago but it is what it is and I'm gonna tell the story today I think because I don't think that there's any chance that this person will ever hear this and that makes me feel okay with sharing it. It's a funny story. I hope that I can remember most of it. It's been so long since it happened. Like, yeah, it was November, November or December of 2021. It was a whole thing. And I had basically asked you guys, like, would you want to hear an episode on life as a medium and like navigating relationships and like funny dating stories? And I actually, oh my God, these sirens are just adding to the collective chaos living in the city let me tell you i'm very excited one day to also own a cottage so that i can just get away from 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 that noise because that was just irritating as fucking hell so moving forward the response that i got like all of you voted yes which was super fun i loved that so much so i love that you guys want to hear about these things i love doing personal episodes i love teaching but i also just love sharing life experience i feel like i thrive sharing life experience and a lot of what i teach everything i teach is life experience but it's fun when it gets like a little bit more personal you know so i'm really excited to dive into this on what it's been like living life as a medium i have some of your questions that you guys submitted in the question box uh i think today was that today oh my god what the fuck is time 
it is insane. It's the end of June right now. Like, what a time. What a time to be alive. I also have notes for this episode because I know I'm in such a chaotic mood. That if I don't follow this like linear bullet point list that I have, this is going to be a little funky. So let's just see here. Let me just open all of this up, these questions that you have. So it's open. I'm going to grab a drink of water here. Is it a sip of water or a drink of water? I don't really know what it is. Anyway, we're not editing any of this. We're just, we're, <laughs> I was just about to say, no, I'm not even going to make that joke. That's just, <laughs> no, I have to now because you're wondering. I was going to say we're going in raw, but like, we're just, you know, we can't make jokes like that. This is not a, this is not an 18 plus. <laughs> Actually, I think it is an 18 plus uh, podcast. It should be with the things we talk about. I feel like it should be. I feel like this is not for minors. Not necessarily this episode. I don't know. Anyways, my mind is going off in a million ways. So living life as a medium. Someone had asked, and I kind of want to start with this, of like what it was like developing. What was the question here? Let's just start with the question. What was it like at the, at the beginning when you were developing your gifts? So this is kind of a twofold question because I came into this life like fully conscious I, I don't remember being born, but that's a deliberate choice that I made because just trust me, I just did not. And the thing is, I remember actually being in utero. There was like a very brief moment that I had this like experience when I was healing my nervous system last year of remembering it. It was not a pleasant experience for me, but if you've read Sweet Daisies, my, my poetry collection, or you have just like listened to a lot of the podcast episodes, you could just imagine why remembering that connection with my birth mother was just like really not a fun time in my life. These, oh, there must be a fire or something. That's nuts. That, okay, like this is just like abnormally a lot of sirens. Like it's never this much in my neighborhood. This is just a little, it's a little much. Like I said, collective chaos. But I came into this life like pretty conscious. My first memories are like I have a memory of me crying in my crib when I was about six months old. I have memory, my first channeling experience, I was about three years old and I remember it fully. I think I've talked about it where I was basically at my daycare. I was standing in front of the door, had this channeled thought from my higher self of like, I shouldn't stand here or something bad might happen to me. And then literally as that channel, like that thought channeled through and downloaded, the door from the outside opened and like tumbled me all the way down the stairs. I broke my nose. I remember tumbling down the stairs and in my soul self being like, well, this fucking hurts, leaving my body. And then the next thing I knew, I was sitting on the counter and my dad is in front of me and my nose is bleeding and I'm going to the hospital. Like I remember these things. I remember channeling these things. And I remember being very tapped into my soul from very early on. I had past life memories when I was about five and a half, six years old that started, which was technically when you're like looking at this, like that's actually a little late to start them, but that's when they came in for me when I started remembering my most recent lifetime. Around 11 years old, I started remembering my second most recent lifetime. Like I haven't like, I didn't develop these gifts. I just, I've, I've always had them. Like I've and this is also, I think, because I, this is not the only lifetime I've been a medium. I've been a medium in, in several of my lifetimes. I've been very spiritually connected in several of my lifetimes. This is not my first go at a lifetime like this, which I think, which I know physically and spiritually and just interdimensionally makes things a lot easier because your soul kind of just has to remember what to do in the physical body. 
obviously I still went through soul amnesia like every single person who incarnated on the earth up until like more recently that's a whole conversation for another time because the souls that are coming in like the new souls coming in are very different in a good way and the energetics on the planet are at a point where souls can actually choose to fully remember themselves it's actually really wonky and weird and wild in the best way but let's just keep it simple most like 99.9% of people come into this life completely fucking forgetting who they are and I also had to go through that which is also where I also had like this normal human experience from I would say like 15 from 50 well I guess yeah like three years maybe four like uh, no like 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 three four years I had about three four years that were very very normal for me not very spiritually tapped in my entire childhood I was very tapped in but in it was like my high school years my four high school years were very and even at that were very like I guess normal like typical and I really repressed my mediumship so at the beginning developing my gifts like it wasn't I don't know it's hard to answer this because I didn't have to develop them in terms of tapping into them what I had to do was refine them for my business so whenever I finally accepted my mediumship which was fucking a bottle and I feel like I just need to explain that because I have no shame. And I, I actually want to preface with this. I have zero, absolutely no fucking shame in being a medium. I own it. I genuinely love, I love when I come to earth and I live life in this type of role. I've done it a couple of times before, like I mentioned. I genuinely really love my role and what I get to do. It makes life sensible and it makes life make sense to me I absolutely love how I get to impact people and help people and already the impact that I have had on the collective in three and a half short years of doing this professionally and God knows how many people I impacted when I was channeling for them without knowing it in the first 22 years of my life like it is really astounding to me and I adore it and I love it and I own it with pride and privilege and a deep 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 sense of honor however in this episode, you're going to learn that I don't talk about my mediumship freely with people. And I also repressed my mediumship for a very long time, like, like, like rigorously, like wanted to deny it despite knowing it because, you know, in high school and in childhood, in childhood, it was like, I'm not understood. No one understands me. I don't have spiritual people around me. So like, what the fuck is going on with me? in teenage years and in adolescence and high school like I just want to be fucking normal like I had gone through enough in my life at that point where I was like I just want to be fucking normal and then in my early adulthood and like university career it was more so along the lines of like I'm just not ready for this I'm not ready for how life is going to change for me I I just didn't feel well equipped I I was really struggling with my mental health during this point and I didn't I hadn't realized at that point yet in that resistance that accepting my mediumship was going to I don't want to say well no I do um solve all my problems because for me the reason I was struggling with my mental health was because I was completely repressing who I was and like my healing and just so much right and I don't want anyone to ever think that I did this because I didn't want to own my role I just at that point when I was 18 years old I was a literal child. I just felt really like underprepared and I didn't have people around me that were spiritual at all. I felt very alone. I felt very isolated. And so 
when it came to finally accepting that this is, I don't know if it's to say what I am or if it's to say who I am. I feel like it's who I am. It's not what I am. It's who I am, but it's not all about who I am. You know, like my mediumship is not the only thing about me. And that's the one thing that I find we're going to get into that with like the dating and navigating relationships portion of this episode. It's not all of who I am, but it is a really big part of who I am because it's obviously my career. And so when I accepted who I was and just made peace with the fact that, okay, I am going to be very different. There are going to be people who do not understand me in this life and that's going to be okay and I will be okay with that. And I'm going to find people who do, people who more than understand me. And I'm so, 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 so glad that I have connected with those lovely souls, my soul family and incredible soulmates. Soulmates, by the way, can be platonic, familial and romantic. So it's not anything like, like anyway, you get my point. So When I came into acceptance, there was just a refining of my gifts that I had to basically tailor. And this is where experimentation came in for me. At the beginning of my career, I started off with like tarot card and oracle oracle card readings, mediumship readings, where I would channel spirit guides, soul origins, passed on loved ones. And then over time, I, w- I was also reading charts um, non-professionally, quote, at this, at this point. And throughout that period, I realized, okay, I don't like p- channeling past on loved ones. I don't do it. I really don't do it often. I have a couple of friends who have lost parents. And sometimes messages will come in for them. And I'm happy to provide that. They're friends, though. So it's, it doesn't, like, I love them so much. And that's okay with me. But otherwise, I literally can't. I can't. I just, I cannot. Emily, the medium, and I I talked about this in, I think, our most recent episode together. Or maybe it was the first one. I can't remember. Where we basically talk about how much energy you have to hold as one person and one soul when you are doing pass on loved one readings. It's insane. Even just channeling for one person in like a soul contract reading it's literally insane. Like you, like you really can't conceptualize how much energy is moving through you. And like, you're not even in your body. It's like a whole thing. So I had to really refine my, my, my field of expertise in that sense. And it was through that learning where I actually understood with all of the, the readings I was giving, it always came back to soul contracts and like what the person was meant to be doing in this life. And why they chose to incarnate it always came back to that and then it kind of just sparked in me of like oh like that's what i meant to help people with that is my field of expertise and then the memories kind of came after the fact of like oh my god i have been doing this on the spirit side as well for so long like i got flooded with so much information once i kind of made that conscious connection so there was just refining with that but in terms of developing my gifts like it just I came into this life switched on with them so I don't know if I am like able to speak on developing them I have helped individuals develop their gifts and that is something that I uh I did for a while and it works I I like doing it but again I always come back to this whole like this is why you incarnated I actually I can feel some some pivots coming with that as well but it's still completely in line with that it's just like a different uh, niche of of clientele that I want to eventually work with which we'll talk about maybe another time so that's kind of answering the question of what it was like at the beginning I guess developing my gifts but developing I just I feel like if I'm getting really like 
into the semantics of it is probably just like not the way that I would personally describe it. So I hope that that makes sense. Let me go to my bullet points. So yeah, I feel like I kind of talked about like growing up as a medium. I did not understand my mediumship. Like to me, it was just like a really funny like ability. Like I was a kid and I could, I I knew what people were thinking and like I knew how they felt and I knew what to say like to make them feel better. I knew like I was just giving them advice like as a six-year-old. It was really, really weird. It's really weird. (laughs) That's the one thing I will say. It is extremely weird to have been a child and like give advice to adults. Like I remember being eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 years old and literally giving like full on channeled mediumship advice to like fully grown adults. And I don't mind that. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just funny. It's just funny whenever you you take age out of it and you just look at it as a soul needing advice from another soul who they know subconsciously can give them the answers that they are looking for, the guidance they are looking for. But let me tell you, weird ass fucking experience growing up like that. Like it's so funny whenever you know, you're, you meet a stranger and they tell you your whole life story and then they go, actually, Emily the Medium posted this uh, on like a, a reel on her, her Instagram a couple of months ago and it was like basically saying that like whenever people, whenever strangers come up to you and like tell you your whole life story and they go, I don't know why I just told you all that and you're just like, babe, I know why you just told me all that. Like I understand, but like it's okay. Like I'm glad you did. I'm glad that you released that. It's transmuting. It's all good. But it's just, it's funny growing up not knowing that and there would be so many predictions that I would make as a kid and like things like I could just call it basically on on so many things and it was kind of a running joke growing up like even in high school and and my friends and I do it now it's so funny the running joke in my friend group and I have a couple of friends who are also obviously very tapped in very very psychic as well not all of them I uh, my my two longest best friends are like into this but like not into this if you get what I'm saying like they're just they live pretty typical lives and I find that the most beautiful thing that they have been able to love and accept my woo-woo uh, because they have known me from from like the time I was three and a half and, and 15 so I love that but I, I have also really connected with a lot of really really great friends in these last three and a half years who are also soul family who are, are very intuitive and there's kind of this like running joke and there was this running joke as well when I was like a kid uh, with with actually with my birth mother where we would go oh like oh, what are you psychic oh what are you psychic and it's like actually like yeah like that was actually it like I, I am psychic and there is a bit of a difference between psychic and medium so for anyone who's new to this terminology I'll just like briefly simplify it for you psychic is someone who can see uh, possible timelines of the future so we can see events before they happen we can also see how those events are likely to be modified or changed dependent on the timeline that gets programmed or chosen by the individual is really, really cool. This happened a lot for me in dreams and just like also just like knowing things and just like seeing it happen. And then mediumship is the channeling of information that comes from a non-physical origin. So knowing things that you could not, should not, or would not be able to know other than it coming from some sort of divine source, like spirit guides, like the quantum field, things like that, the universe, God, however you, I have like a weird relationship with the word God, but that's a whole other conversation and no judgment to anyone who is like very like pro God. That's like, I I love that for you. It's just me and me and religion are, are working out a really, a really tough relationship in this lifetime. 
And I also know some of you can relate to that as well. So there's this like running joke in, in my friend group where like, like it's just funny. Like I'll just go, oh my God, like am I psychic? Oh my God, do you think I'm psychic? Oh my God, I must be psychic. Oh my God, are you psychic? Like it's just, it's, it's, I don't know, maybe it's not funny listening to this, but it's funny for me because it's like now like I recognize, oh, like I am. And it's just growing up that way was just really, really, really funny because I didn't understand it. It was kind of just like a, a really cool ability that I had. It was kind of like a joke. It was kind of like a party trick, but not actually. Like I wouldn't actually do it at parties and stuff, but like it was just kind of like a running joke almost. And then obviously I mentioned to you guys, like I went into repressing it and then accepting it. And then I got thrown into business. Like I really like accepted my mediumship. I don't know. I want to say like September... Yeah, like September, yeah, September 2019 is when I was like, oh, okay, yep, this is real, this is a thing, this is, a, this is, this is me, this is, yep, holy shit. I said it out loud for the first time, March 2020, and was literally thrown into working my business, like, just, I was literally just thrown into it. But what was weird about it, it was like I was thrown into it by the universe, what seemed like very abruptly and very suddenly. But at the same time, I felt so ready, so prepared. And so like, it just felt so familiar. And that's where it comes in of like, this isn't the first lifetime that I do this. So it really was a remembering. I remember the first time I looked at a soul contract, like an astrological birth chart. I didn't even know what the symbols of the planets were. Okay, guys. If you look at an astrological birth chart, there's like these really interesting symbols that depict uh, the zodiac signs and the, the, the planets and then the aspects as well and the degrees and everything. I didn't even know what those were and I could still channel it completely accurately. That's when I knew like, oh, oh, I've done this before. I've read something like this before. I am very well acquainted with not just astrology, but astronomy as well, quantum physics. Like I have studied this lifetimes before. And so it was really just like a getting thrown into it and remembering as I go. And then obviously, kind of like I mentioned earlier, remembering that my my field of expertise is soul contracts. And within months, like I I had job offers and I was really like I have really I don't really like the term. How do I want to word this? I, I really was just I'm very credible, very uh, I have a very strong validity in, in what I share and in what I teach and my clients will, will, uh, how do you say, attest to that. And I've been featured on podcasts since like I've done, it's just, it's been insane. Like kind of how, how it all kind of came about. So navigating that has been really interesting. I think navigating it in my career has been the most comfortable when it comes to like life as a medium. So Let's kind of like dive into like where there has actually been some really, really, really deep lessons uh, and adjustments and rebalancing and just, yeah, readjusting that has had to take place for me, which is navigating society, navigating relationships and navigating the physical body. So when, when I really accepted and, and, you know, my business was started and like this was it and I was like, okay, like this is what I do. I feel like this is very common for a lot of mediums and I actually know a lot of mediums as well who like never turn the dial down. But navigating public spaces, wow, at the beginning of my mediumship, navigating public spaces actually was always quite chaotic for me. Like even as a kid, I don't like loud places. I don't like really busy places. I love quiet. I grocery shop at very specific days, at very specific times, 
like I go to very specific grocery stores that I know at these times are going to be super fucking chill. I go to places that I know are going to be super chill because I, it's so much energy. And whenever I was a kid, obviously I didn't know how to like navigate that because I didn't know I was medium. And then at the beginning of, you know, my awakening in 2018 and 2019, it became very overwhelming. I really, really shook. I worked at a bar in 2019. Oh my God. It was chaos. It was constant overstimulation, constant anxiety. Holy fuck. I just, I really don't recommend working in a bar or a restaurant setting if you're a medium or like highly sensitive person or highly intuitive. It's probably not it. Is probably not it. And so it was really, really hard. And I remember when I first moved to Montreal, and obviously I moved during the worldwide shit show, but I remember going to the grocery store. Oh my God, I remember this so clearly. I remember going to the grocery store for like the first time. And yeah, so th- this kind of like answers someone's question. Someone was like, when you go to a public place, can you feel random deceased people around strangers? So yeah, I, I used to, but because I chose not to, sp- I didn't choose not to specialize. I just don't specialize in passed on loved ones. Basically how it works is like, how do you explain that? It's kind of like, let's say on the other side, let's say being on the other side is like walking down a hallway and different, and there's doorways along, along this hall on like both sides, there's a lot of doorways uh, or doors and they're all shut. And these pass on loved ones who want to make contact with their, you know, the, the humans that they, you know, have, have left on earth, they will go and knock on a door. And if that door says soul contracts, that door will not open for them. If that door says spirit babies, that door will not open for them. But if that door says pass on loved ones, that door will open for them and they will be able to contact that medium who or mediums with with that specialty to deliver their messages. So the minute that I decided, which was September of 2020, I decided to stop doing, no, it was August of 2020. I stopped doing pass on loved one readings that basically that door basically slammed shut on the other side and so they like they don't have access so no I don't like see or feel uh passed on loved ones whenever I'm at the grocery store what I do feel and can feel and this kind of comes in with the radio dial which I'll explain in a minute I think I've explained it before though but just in case this is your first time listening I'll explain it again But when I go to a grocery store, I like I can look at someone very easily. And if my radio dial is turned up, I can know like that they're having a bad day. I can kind of get the gist of like why that is. But as a medium, you learn to turn your radio dial down. So it's kind of like it's kind of like two things, depending on the type of information that you want to receive, you have to change the radio station. So my radio station is like pretty much attuned to like a few of the same things all the time, like a few different categories that I specialize in. And then the volume is what allows this channel, this, this radio station to play either very softly, almost like non-existent. I don't want to say non-existent. It's never, cause you, you can't shut it off. It's just, you have a more human when it's turned down, it's like more human. And then when it's turned all the way up, like when I'm in sessions with clients or I'm doing readings, like it's loud, it is all the way up and you kind of go into this like theta, sometimes even like a, I think it's a, is it an alpha or a gamma wave? It's an alpha wave. 
uh, frequency in your brain and like you just you're completely like fucking in a trance basically doesn't look like you're in a trance but it just it feels like it because you're just you're so up in the higher dimensions channeling this information and so I learned very quickly after that how to how to turn my dial down but literally my guides showed me like a dial and they're like you're here put it here and like it it was just a, a really interesting concept so now when I go to the grocery store no I'm very or when I go anywhere in public, I'm very like, I don't care. Like, I don't want to tune into strangers. It's one, annoying. Okay. Maybe annoying isn't the right term to use. I don't want anyone to get offended. It's just like none of my business, you know? Like, I really don't care. Mm. <laughs> that's my ego. I really, no, but I guess, I guess that's what it is though. I really don't care to know like what's going on in like a random stranger's life in the fucking tofu aisle at IGA. Like I just really don't care. However, if a stranger comes up to me and like needs directions or like needs help with something, obviously I care. Like I interact with them. But on terms of, in terms of like the mediumship and tuning into whatever spiritual shit that they're going through, no, like it's it's my job. It's kind of like Here's the, the way I'm going to explain it, especially because I'm going to explain it like this as well in the dating stories. It's kind of like if you were, it's kind of like if you were a math teacher. I'm going to use a little bit of a different example for this. Kind of like if you were a math teacher, would you just go up to people in like in the grocery store and like want to teach them math? No. Same idea for me my mediumship is what I do for my work, right? Like I, you would be shocked to know that I'm literally a very normal human. Like I think, and I think that's the weird thing too, is like, and this is why I don't share a lot of like when I first meet people like that I'm a medium because people just kind of have these preconceptions and like preconceived notions of what that looks like or what that means. I am such a normal human being like such a normal human being. I'm a little nerdy. I've always been a little nerdy though. And other than that, like I'm not sitting here pulling tarot cards every single day, singing Kumbaya under the full fucking moon. I actually don't even follow moon rituals. Like, you know, like I live such a normal fucking life and my mediumship is just a part of who I am. I'm deeply connected to the higher dimensions and I have a kick-ass fucking role in this lifetime and I wouldn't trade it for anything but other than that I'm like super fucking normal so like I wouldn't want to go to a grocery store and continue doing my job when I'm at the grocery store I'm like thinking about cooking I'm thinking about all the recipes I'm thinking about how I'm going to eat half the snacks I buy when I get home and put them on my counter like that is what I'm thinking of I don't want to tune in and not, not even just the grocery store but like when I go anywhere like to a co-working space or when I go out to dinner when I see friends when I see family now, the difference with seeing friends and family is if they ask me something, sometimes, you know, naturally there's just shit that comes through in a channel. Like, for example, last July, the girls in the family and I got fucking wasted, <laughs> like just accidentally fucking wasted. It was unplanned. And in that, my sister and I, my oldest sister and I, we were talking and I don't know how we got on the, the spiritual esoterics topics. Um, esoteric topics but she we basically had landed on oh yeah by the way there's another soul who wants to be born into your family I feel a lot of masculine energy from them it might be a boy but I tend to pick up on soul polarity so like don't hate me if it's a girl 
anyway, my that sister is currently five months pregnant with my third niece, uh, who is who has quite a bit of masculine energy. It will be incarnating as a Scorpio. So, you know, it's it's things like that will come up. But with random strangers, absolutely not. I have absolutely no interest in channeling for strangers, uh, unless there it's through my work and through my profession, and they book a service. So. Yeah, that's that's kind of where it is with that. So no, I don't just pick up on pass on loved ones, but I did. I, I remember, you know, walking into a grocery store and being like, oh, that person's mother died or, you know, it's just things like that. But I'm pretty, I, I my, my dial is turned down in those instances because I do really want to live a very balanced life. I, I don't, I don't want everything to have to be so hyper spiritual. Like I think I had answered questions. I did an anonymous Q&A a month ago when I was violently hungover. Holy God. By the way, my, my bruise on my leg, almost gone. It's been over a month, but it's almost gone now, which is, you know, it's nice. But someone had asked, like, do I only date spiritual people? So, like, maybe let's kind of navigate the dating and relationships thing. No, actually, the people I have dated are, like, not spiritual. If you want to count the, you know, twin flame situation yes okay maybe but even at that it's not like we were sitting there talking about like the meaning of life you know we were just two people dating and I it's funny because I actually before recording this episode I saw um another spiritual guide he is the fiance of another spiritual guide it's like really really cool they're like a power couple if you know danielle kettlewell and uh her fiance luca reedy super super recommend that you check them out i absolutely love them but luca was basically saying how he's he's really starting to notice his age right now and how he used to only want to be around spiritual people and now or something like that and now he like would prefer not to be And it's not like you don't want to be around spiritual people, but I think there comes a point in spiritual evolution and in this role as a guide where you recognize that you need human people. You need genuine human contact with people who are not necessarily on this awakening path because it's just like, it's so grounding. Like my family, they're not like they're, and it's not to say that my family is not spiritual. Like they, some of them are, some of them are not. But we we don't sit there talking about the dimensions and the fucking transits and what God knows what other spiritual concepts, you know? It's just human shit. Some of my best friends, not, like I said, like my two longest best friends, like they're into like the manifestation and, you know, they, they want my guidance once in a while. But our conversations are super fucking normal. Like it's normal human shit. So when I'm dating someone, that tends to be like... I don't want to say my preference because it's not to say that, like I wouldn't date someone who is spiritual. I definitely would not date another medium. Nope. Nope. Not someone who does what I do. I don't think. I really don't think. I honestly just want someone who is going to ground me in my human experience and remind me that, hey, yes, you do this. Yes, you're super connected. But look at this human experience you get to have. It gets to be beautiful too. And that's something that I've had to balance out as well. And so... Yeah, no, I don't just date spiritual people and my history, my dating history, all of my dating history has been non-spiritual people. Like it's just been normal, like normal, 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 normal. And I like it like that. I honestly like it like that. I have a good friend who is, you know, really into this stuff and her partner is like, again, like super quote typical and normal. And she says the same thing. It's like so grounding. Like it's just, I don't know. It's so grounding. Obviously, 
my future partner needs to be accepting of who I am and what I do. But I think that is super easy because I don't push what I do like on people. Like I don't want to sit there on a first date. And I've had this before. I've talked, I've definitely talked about this experience before where um, in the middle of COVID, I was on like a FaceTime date with someone. He is a sweet, sweet soul, by the way. And I, I just, I, I would be very curious after this life to kind of see where he ends up. He's just so, he's so adorable. I don't follow him on anything and we don't like keep tabs or anything. Um, He's just, he was just, he's just such, he's just such a young soul. He was just so sweet. Uh, But he basically asked me on the date of like, oh, well, can you pull the cards for me and like tell me this, this and this? And I was like, if I was an accountant, would you ask me to do your taxes right now? And he said, well, it's not the same. And I was like, no, it is. And that is literally like, if there's any takeaway from this episode that I want you to have, it's that. If you wouldn't ask me to do your taxes in a conversation, don't ask me to read for you. Don't ask me to channel something for you. That's just, that's just kind of how it is. Unless you're like my best fucking friend, then I just do it. I'll just, I tend to just text you before you even ask because I already know that there's something that needs to come through. I can feel it. So there's that. But... Yeah, I, I date very, very normal people. Um, so that there's that. But yeah, okay. Moving into uh, the next thing with this, I feel like the other thing too is like people will think that, you know, I go on a date and I just immediately know everything about the person. You'd be curious, I think, to realize and to, to learn tonight or today. It's nighttime for me. It's daytime probably for you. But this is what's interesting. If I have a contract with someone, like a human contract, like a soul contract with someone, I don't get to know anything that, like I don't really get to know much. Basically, it's it's called a veil. And I have a pretty big veil with my family as well. It is so, so incredibly hard for me to read some people in my family unless they're, they have given me like explicit permission to go and find something. And that's because our contracts together, our souls decided that they would be a very human anchor for me. So I love it so much. And so when it comes to dating, it's the same thing. Not like first dates. First dates, I can pick up on shit and I'm like, yeah, this is not it. Or like, yeah, I would like to get to know this person more. But in relationships, this is what is called the law of free will and it includes boundary laws. So just because I'm a medium and like, let's say future partner of mine, my future boyfriend is having a really shit fucking day. I'll be able to tell that he's having a shit fucking day. Like that, that is just like, that's just intuition, right? Like I'll be able to feel his energy. I don't get to know why unless he explicitly wants me to know why. And this can happen in two ways. One, he subconsciously or semi-consciously wants me to know, but doesn't want to say it. So I'll receive that information from his higher self and then be able to present it to him or be guided to present it to him or be guided to not say shit and just know about it um, and, and kind of bring that up in conversation if, if need be. If he doesn't want me to know why he's feeling the way that he's feeling because he's not ready to talk about it, he wants to bring it up when he feels ready, he just doesn't want me to know, I can't know. I could, I, I could ask, I will get a no, I will get a block on that. And again, I don't ask because I can tell if someone doesn't want me to know something and then it's just none of my business. Like it's just, again, okay. Like it is what it is. So that comes in a lot as well. And that also comes in in terms of like dating and things. There are just certain things that I like don't want to know. So I don't look at birth charts. Like I will never, this is a thing. If I'm actually interested in someone, I don't actually want to read their chart. 
I don't want to because I just want to get to know them. And that's it. I don't want to know your chart. I want to know you. So yeah, that's just kind of like where it is. And I never, I don't know. I find some people are very much like, oh, I want to read this person's chart. And I want to read that person's chart. Maybe it's because that's what I do for work. It's probably that. I just don't want to do that in my spare, my spare time. Like I just, I have, I've got, I don't want to say I've got better things to do, but I've got other things that I would like to do. I would like to read. I would like to paint. I would like to go for my runs and spend time in nature and connect with my loved ones. Like I really don't give a fuck about reading a chart. Like I just, if you, you know, let me just get to know you. That's, that's my vibe. And then, yeah, okay. I'm just like looking at the bullet points that I made, seeing how how progressed I am on this. How long have I been recording this? I feel like it's going to be a long, oh yeah, this is going to be a long episode. Hope you're enjoying. This is super fun. I feel like the next question is this. Yeah. How to, how, how do I go about bringing up the I'm a medium conversation? This is really interesting in all types of relationships, like platonic and romantic. I, how do I word that? It's not that I avoid do I avoid it? I think I might avoid it. I think I avoid the conversation as long as possible. And then sometimes it just kind of slips out. I had that happen last month. I had that happen on my, my drunken night. I remember that much where I was like, basically I was like, oh, cause I, I'm a medium. And anyway, the person just looked at me and I was like, oh my God, I was not ready for you to know that, but it's all good. Like it, it is what it is. Um, and it's, it's been totally fine ever since. I think it's, it's super chill. But I'm not like, I'm not forthcoming with it again because there are so many preconceived notions of what that looks like and what that means. All it means for me and how I want you to understand who I am. Again, you're going to perceive me the way that you perceive me and that's your prerogative. But the truth of, of me, of, of Mads, uh, of, of who I am, is I'm a very normal person who is extremely connected to the quantum field, to the higher dimensions. I have a lot of wisdom and retained knowledge from my past lives and from life off the planet and in spirit form that I use to help guide other individuals. I guide other individuals in my work and otherwise I am just living a very normal life. I am cooking, honestly, like I am such like homestead energy whenever I'm not working. I'm very creative. I love to write. Like I said, I love to read. I love to cook. I love to take care of my body. I like to have fun with friends and family. That's pretty much it. Like it's, I don't want to say it's just my work because it comes through in my relationships and it's a huge part of who I am, but it's not everything about me. I don't know. I don't know. I don't really know how to like explain that. I hope it's, I hope, I hope you get the gist of what I'm saying. So the, the whole I'm a medium conversation, I've never actually had this like formally. I kind of just have it in passing of like, oh, this is like who I am and what I do. And this is kind of how that works if they ask. I kind of explain that. And then I kind of just keep it normal. Like, I don't know. I, I, I'm just, I don't know. I have like this whole like affinity for like being normal because I feel so normal it just feels mediumship feels normal to me so to me this is just my normal and I, I do very normal human things and I find I don't know I just that's just that's just what it is so I don't know maybe I'll update you guys one day if I ever have to have a very formal conversation of like I'm a medium in a relationship 
I just don't feel I feel though too part of me I don't know I also just feel like if you spend enough time with me and you kind of like get to know what I do like my work and you hear some of the conversations I'm having I feel like over time then you know hearing that I'm a medium I feel like it's just kind of like oh like yeah like that maybe makes sense because she is she's a little weird she's a little weird she's a little different but it makes sense. Like, I feel like it also just makes sense energetically, too. I feel like a lot of people, and I've, I've heard this a lot, of like, people just saying, like, you're just, you're very different. Like, your energy is very different. Like, you're just, you're very different. And it's like, yeah, like, I, it's because I'm a medium. That's, that's what you're feeling. But, yeah. And then what it's like dating a medium. So what it would be like for a partner to date me. Listen. I'm not about to call up my exes and be like, hey, what was it like dating me? I also wasn't like thrown, like I wasn't in my mediumship while, like I wasn't really anchored into my mediumship while I was in these relationships. It definitely came through, but not in a way where I was like, oh yeah, I'm a medium. Like it was before all of that. I haven't been in a serious relationship in a really long time. Rather intentionally, I uh, honestly just like needed time to, well, I honestly, okay, well, like, my last relationship ended, my last serious relationship ended when I was 19, 19, and after that, I was honestly in, like, this era of, like, semi-healing, semi-partying the fuck up, and definitely in that phase of my life where I was like, I have all of these experiences I want to have, I'm going to have them, and I'm not, don't, don't put your mind in the place where you just put it. Okay, that's not exactly, that's not exactly what I meant by it, but I wanted to have fun. I wanted to party. I wanted to be single for my early 20s. I knew that. And then I did a lot of healing. I did a lot of fucking healing, like pre-awakening and awakening. And then I was in a relationship. Can we, do we call it a relationship? I don't really want to call that one a relationship. Do I have to call that a relationship? I make the rules. It's my life. I make the rules. I'm not calling it a relationship. It wasn't even like a formal relationship and it lasted two months and it was with someone who were just very incompatible. We were very incompatible. Oh my God, were we ever incompatible? Actually, that was a situation where my boundaries got crossed and I just said, don't do that. And then he did it again and I was like, don't do that. This is the last time I'm telling you. And then he did it again. And all of that happened within a span of two days. So I was like, you know what? this isn't, you're not for me. I don't like this. Like you don't listen. You don't respect me enough to listen to my boundaries. So I'm not fucking around with this shit. So I don't really want to call like a two month relationship a relationship, but like, I guess, I don't know. And then after that was the first year of my business. My business started right after that. And I intentionally chose not to date pretty much for the first year of my business. Uh, because I wanted to basically, in all honesty, I went into business saying, if I was a man, cue the man by Taylor Swift. I actually listened to that today. If I was a man, would I be focused on dating right now or would I be focused on building the foundations of my career? The answer was I would be focused on building the foundations of my career. Easy peasy. That's what I'm doing. I was also living at home for like nine months. So like I definitely was not, not if, if you know my hometown, <laughs> sorry, that was that was mean. There are some really great men in my hometown. Just like I don't want to date anyone from my hometown. So no disrespect. It's all love. You're all beautiful souls. But like, no, thank you. Like, you you know, I feel like we're just, we're just, you know, I feel like that's a mutual sentiment too. So 
then I, I've been, and then I've been, you know, I was on dating apps in 2021 and the beginning of 2022. And then, and I went on these dates and had these experiences and some were experiences with really incredible guys. Like I was, I was kind of seeing someone at the beginning of 2021 and then I was kind of talking to someone at the beginning of 2022 and it just like, it just, it was incompatible and it just like wasn't the match. And I thought it was so interesting because I had been divinely guided to go on dating apps and to just kind of like get out there and see, because I had really been focusing on myself and my career and was kind of like really in the space of, okay, like, you know, the next experience I have when it comes to relationship, I, I'm really over the casual thing. I am not in it. I'm not, I'm not, I don't do casual anymore. I haven't done casual, I haven't done casual in years. Like I'm not, I'm not into it. And I think that comes with the fact that like, I just, I don't know. I'm just, I outgrew it. I did casual for years. I did like the meaningless, the casual, the, all the funky fun. I did it all. And I had a really good time while it lasted. And then it just, it it gets old, you know, like it just kind of gets, at least for me, it got old. And in 2021, 2022, when I was going on these dating apps, I was like, okay, like we'll see where it goes. I go about dating though, like very, very casually. It's how do I explain this? I don't put a lot of weight on like first dates and stuff. Like I just really love the idea. I have so much fun getting to know other humans in whatever capacity, platonic or romantic, like it really doesn't matter to me. I just love getting to know people. I think it's the coolest fucking thing that we're all on this floating rock in the middle of a fucking galaxy, in the middle of a fucking space, in the middle of a fucking universe. Like that's just like, that's just fucking cool to me. It's like a fun experience. So I don't really take it with a lot of weight or a lot of seriousness until it's kind of like the, oh, we're like seeing each other. And then I'm kind of like, oh, okay. Like that's when things kind of shift in in a really positive way. But that's when I start to like, I don't want to say care a little bit more, but like really care a little bit more and like become invested, I guess is what I'm saying. What was I, where was I going with this? Oh my God. I don't even, oh, the dating apps thing. So I was on these dating apps and I had been divinely guided to get on dating apps and just kind of like put myself out there. And I just really quickly realized that date after date after date, I was not connecting with the kind of man that I want to be again nothing against these men absolutely nothing against these men all really pure incredible kind souls gentlemen very excited for them to meet their life partners like really love that for them just like not it for me like it just wasn't it and I also took the time to reflect at the beginning of 2022. So about a year and a half ago, actually, about like a year and five months ago. And I asked myself, when I am old and I'm like 90 years old, okay, or like 100 years old, because I do plan to live that long. And my grandkids and my great grandkids come to me and they say, how did you meet grandpa or great grandpa or whatever it is that they call us? I know within the depths of my soul that my love story should we call it that I think that's cute yeah my love story is not a dating app I that's not my story I refuse I fucking refuse that's not it for me I want an old school kind of love without the patriarchal bullshit you know uh I really want that that's what I, I desire and so 
I set my intention with the universe and I just have full faith. Like I just, it is, it's all good. Like it's, it's all good. So I actually was asked that on a podcast once. She had asked me, um, is the Taking Back Your Power podcast? And she had asked me, you know, how do you feel about dating apps? And my personal explanation of it is it's an energetic STD. It's just absolute energetic chaos out there. And I also am not someone, here's the thing. Ooh, let's talk about competition. I don't get, okay, this is the thing. I don't compete with other women. So this whole idea of like getting a man's attention and needing to like prove why he should choose me. Oh my God, it's fucking laughable to me. I actually think it's so funny. I don't get jealous because I'm not competitive. I don't, like I know what I have to offer and like, I just, I just, I don't know. Those are just not like two energies. Like I don't, I don't embody because I just don't feel the need to, like, I don't feel the need to compete. I also know that, yeah, I just don't feel the need to compete. So it just kind of feels like that on dating apps where it's like, oh, like pay attention to me while you talk to like 12 other, like, I just, yo, like it's, it's jokes, like it's jokes to me. So I just don't really, I don't vibe with them. And that's why I decided that I'd be off them. Haven't been on them since. And um, yeah, it is what it is. I have mentioned before that I will not talk about my, my, you know, my dating life or when I get into a relationship. Currently single. Don't worry. I'm not hiding anything from you. But I plan to keep that relatively private. This is also a question I got asked last month on the anonymous Q&A of like, are you single or in a relationship? If you're in a relationship, why don't you share it? My close relationships, my friendships, my family, and my future partner are the most by far sacred relationships of my entire life. And if you know anything about me, you probably don't know this about me because this is part of my personal life. I am extremely protective of my close relationships. And I share so much of my life on social media, which I love, by the way. It's like what I am born to do and I love it. But there are certain things I just want to keep for myself. This is not to say that my relationship will be a secret. This is not to say that people won't know I'm in a relationship. But what you know about my future partner is going to be pre-discussed with my partner. And there's going to be a very large chance that you don't know that I'm in a relationship until I'm like deep in the relationship. Because I want... I just want to, it's so sacred. It's my relationships to me are so sacred. There are people that I love so much that have never, like you, you don't even, you don't even know of them. And it's because I love them so much that, and it's not like, I feel like I need to hide them to like protect the relationship. It's not that at all. It's just, I want it for myself. I share so much. There are just certain things I want to keep to myself. Like, you know, this is a really maybe poor example, but like, you know, when someone finds out they're pregnant, and they want to just keep it to themselves between them and their partner for the first few months. I know most people do that because of the fear of miscarriage. But like, let's just like take that out of it. They just want to like sit in that news and like digest it and enjoy it for themselves before they bring in other people in on it. That's how I feel about my close relationships. A lot of my close relationships also don't want to be on social media. Like in general, they live very private lives. And honestly, I live a pretty private life too. I'm very careful with what I share on social media. I'm very particular. So this, this episode is definitely like uh, an interesting one. 
uh, we're getting a little a little deeper into the personal life of Mads here, which is, I don't know, it's been fun. It's been fun talking to you guys about all this. So you guys, like, initially, like, won't know that I am in one, but I imagine, obviously, at some point, I mean, I'm going to get married at some point and have babies at some point. You're going to see that. I'm not going to be able to hide that from you, and I wouldn't want to, but they're, you know, that's just, that's just kind of where I'm at. So, anywho... The other thing I would say, okay, we were doing like what it's like dating a medium. Yeah, like I wouldn't call up my exes and say like, hey, like what was it like dating me Um, in terms of like the mediumship thing. I wouldn't call them up anyway. But like, you know, in terms of the mediumship thing, I wasn't really like in it when I was in those those serious relationships. So I don't really know that there's any feedback. Uh, but maybe, you know, maybe one day, this is like me like manifesting for the future. Maybe like I'm going to be married one day. So maybe one day I'll have my husband on the podcast and he can give you like all the tea on what it's like being married to me from a spirit, like from the mediumship perspective. And then we talked about dating apps and then funny dating stories. Okay. And then I want to talk a little bit about uh, navigating life in the physical body, which is going to be pretty quick. I think that's like a little bit of an interesting story. So this funny dating story. Okay. Okay. So some of you guys, this was the first date that I went on when I got back on dating apps and the guy was like pretty spiritual, mm. spiritual ego, but you know, it is what it is. And, uh, okay. We connected, we hit it off right away because like, just like there was a certain level of like spiritual awareness that he had. And he was very shocked that I knew about things that he knew about. I'm not going to go into it, but like some very, very, very esoteric topics. Okay. This clearly made him feel not narcissistic, not superior, but like he just had like an inflated sense of ego thinking like he knew all the shit. But what was funny is like, I don't want to say I knew more, but like I did. And I don't mean that in a superiority way because I don't feel that way at all. But it's just like, there were a lot of technicalities that he was way off on from an objective spiritual standpoint. And so it was just kind of funny. So anyways, that was not the issue. That like that, I mean, that just takes like growth and awareness and healing and awakening, right? Oh, this date. Oh my God, this date. So to anyone listening, this is what you don't do. Leading up to on a first, leading up to a first date, on a first date, and after a first date. This is just what you don't do, okay? So like, listen to all of this and then take a mental note to just do it differently. <laughs> oh boy, okay. I need a sip of my water before I get into this. My throat is cracking. My vocal cords actually feel fucking raw. Let me tell you, I've been talking nonstop all day today, and I, I'm, I've just. Tomorrow is a post-production day and I'm so glad because all I have to do is order my London Fog latte. That's the only talking that I pretty much have to do. And then I just get to sit in front of a computer and do so much editing, which I'm genuinely so excited for. Anywho, okay. So we hit it off. We're texting. And this is the thing. I love, I love his intention behind this. He asked me to go for dinner. I am not like a dinner date girl. I'm really not. I have a lot of energy to burn. And I also just feel like dinner is a really big commitment on a first date, especially when you don't know each other. And it's just super formal. And I don't know if I'm really into that whole formal thing unless I'm seeing someone. Like, I don't know. I don't know if I really want to be like courted. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I just, I feel like dinner is a really big first date commitment. So anyway, but, but I also love food. So yes. (laughs) So I'm down. So anyways, he plans this date to go to an Italian 
restaurant, like a like a family style Italian restaurant, which is fine by me. I am not like a, I don't need to go anywhere super fancy. Like it is what it is. And I had talked about this on my stories. I kind of like took you guys along and like a day in my life on my stories. You guys helped me pick an outfit. I had not been on a date in like at that point, like 11 months, I think. No, 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 no. It wasn't that long. It had been since July. So like five months. I hadn't been on a date since July. Oh my God, I forgot about him. <laughs> that wasn't fucking funny. Oh, fuck. No, we're not going to get into that. Ooh, let's just stick to the one story. This is a good one. So anyway, and he had followed me on Instagram and I had blocked him from all those stories intentionally. And he called me out on it, which was fine. I was like, yes, I did. But like, I just don't want you like seeing all of this today. I was like, I'm just having fun with my community. And he's like, you do know I have a burner account, right? And I was like, what is it? I'm blocking that one too. And he wouldn't give it to me. So he totally saw everything, which was like fine. It was like super chill. Like it wasn't anything serious. It is what it is. So he texts me and says, hey, like I'm running a bit late. Can we meet at 7.15 instead of 7? Honestly, like that's not a big deal for me. If it had been like 8.30 instead of 7, I would have been like, nah, like see you next time, which would be never. But like 7 to 7.15 is really not an issue. Like shit happens. And so I decided to do a meditation before because I was a little nervous. I hadn't been out in a while and I was just like navigating, you know, some it was just weird like it was we're coming out of COVID like it was you know it was it was nuts so I was just like a little nervous so I did like a meditation I come out of the meditation and he had texted me he's like hey like I'm actually early can you come now and I'm like and this is not a red flag to me but it's just a little irritating for my personal preferences like stop moving the time around. Like at that point, you should have just gotten to the restaurant and like not said anything and just like let me show up at 7.15 because it's not my fault that you were gonna be on time, then you were late and now you're early. Like, holy heck. And then because I was in a meditation, I didn't get the notifications because my phone was on do not disturb. And he was like, uh, are you coming? And I was like, yeah, like, sorry. Like I didn't have my phone on me because I was expecting to leave at 7.15. Like I just called my Uber. So anyways, I get to the restaurant and... I didn't know if he had already gotten a table or if he was going to be waiting outside or waiting in like the the entry of the restaurant. So when I get there, which he should have said, by the way, I already got a table, like communicate. He was a Pisces. I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but I actually know some really great Pisces men. So actually, yeah, it's definitely not that. Anyway, oh, so I get to the restaurant. I text him. I said, hey, like, are you inside? Did you grab a table? He's like, yeah doesn't tell me where the fucking table is so I go and the the host lets me in I kind of like look around and I'm like oh there he is I get to the table the guy doesn't even stand up oh listen I like effort okay like I'm not asking a lot he doesn't even stand up to like say hello give me a hug like I don't know if you're meeting on a first date like it's pretty standard to like give the person a hug like none of that and I understand maybe he was nervous I don't really know what it was but anyway that turned me off so immediately I'm like okay 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 we're gonna see how this goes like okay it's just it's like noted you know like it's not red flag but it's like noted and then we are sitting we're talking we're like getting to know each other and I'm just excited eat to be honest I'm real excited oh and before this oh my god I forgot to mention this like leading up to the date I had told him I have celiac disease because I do and 
oh man don't tell a person with celiac disease that it's like just don't if you don't have celiac disease like please just don't talk to me about celiac disease because you just don't don't tell me that you understand it and that it's probably just an intolerance or like the preservatives, which yes, is a very real thing. And that's why a lot of people are gluten intolerant, but it's not the same thing as celiac disease. Like, please don't go there with me. I tried explaining this to him and he was like, well, my mom said, and I was like, oh, oh my God, I don't give a fuck what your mom said. Like your mom is not, I asked him, I was like, did your mom have celiac disease? And she's like, no, but she like reads things. And I'm like, that's great. I read things and I have the celiac disease. So like, let me tell you, they are not the same thing as a gluten intolerance. Like they are not even remotely the same. Like I understand it. But to me, I was just like, oh, it kind of just gave me this energy of like, well, that's not what my mommy said. Like it just gave me that kind of energy. I don't know. Anyway, I promise you, I'm not judging this guy. It was just a really funny experience for me. Okay. So anyways, so at the very least, he made sure that there were gluten-free options at the restaurant. Thank God. So we order, we get the water. He pours himself a glass of water, doesn't pour me any. So I'm like, oh, fuck me up. You didn't stand up to give me a hug. And you like, what is going on with you, dude? Also poured himself a glass of wine, didn't pour me any. So I was like, okay, guess I'm going to do this myself. If I want to do this myself, I could have stayed home, cooked and, you know, drank alone. Um, that sounds like really morbid. That's not how I mean it. But anyway, and he goes, oh, sorry. Like I, I should have poured you some. I was like, no, it's okay. Proceeds to do it a second, third and fourth time. And yes, in case you're wondering, I had three and a half glasses of wine because by the time this three and a half hour date was up, I needed it. Okay. I, I, if there would have been another bottle, I would have had it. Okay. So respectfully during this date he brings up these spiritual concepts I don't know if he knew I was a medium I think I omitted that information anyway proceeds to ask me how much money I make which don't ever ask me that don't ask anyone that don't ever 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 ask anyone that especially not on a first date if I'm not sharing finances with you how much I make is none of your fucking business holy and I, was, I just looked at him and the look I gave him he like it was kind of like alpha female vibes I was kind of like I make enough and he was just like oh okay like oh my god like the audacity the audacity so there was that and then how did the con okay he this is okay so like if you understand certain truths in the dynamics of society elitist structures and you go through an awakening there are just certain things that you know and we're just going to leave it there he's pro proclaiming that he is so spiritual and he knows so much and then goes on to tell me about his trip to LA where he met one of the Kardashians partied with Billie Eilish and it was like the like highlight of his life and I'm like hmm there is some shit you don't know it's funny you are you're acting like you know all of it and you don't you you have no idea which is fine you don't have to know you don't even have to believe in that shit but there mm, you know so you know just me taking like taking a mental note of like mm, okay I also don't really fuck with celebrities in the sense of like 
everyone is just a human. It doesn't matter how many followers you have. It doesn't matter how much money you make. It doesn't matter what your influence is. You're just a human. And like at the end of the day, is it super cool to meet certain people? Would I low key like internally be like, holy fuck, I just met Russ if I ever met him? Yeah, 100%. But over that and like at the deeper level of that, it'd be like, holy cool, like holy cool energy. Like I just met Russ. Like, wow, that is like, what the fuck was that? I mean, that definitely would not be my energy, whatever's going on with that bird out there. But it'd be like, like, I don't fangirl. I don't get, I definitely did. This is something I have outgrown in the last like couple of years. I definitely did. But now it's just kind of like, oh, that's super cool. I get to collaborate with this human or I get to connect with this human. Like I don't, I don't know. I don't really fuck with the whole like celebrity status kind of vibes. So that I feel like is something important to note if you don't know that about me. And so it just like to me was like, okay, like I'm glad that you enjoyed that, but like, you say you're so spiritual. Anyway, cool. And then mentioned his ex several, several times, which doesn't bother me on an emotional level. It's just like if we're on a first date, like first date is not the ex conversation date. You know, that's like third, fourth. I don't even think third for me. That's like fourth, fifth date energy. That's like, I don't know. I personally feel like the ex's conversation and maybe this is just my personal preference. But to me, the ex's conversation is something you have with someone that you are seeing and want to become more serious with because obviously those are important conversations to have. To me, like if we're just getting to know each other, I don't really care about your dating history because I don't even know if I like you yet. Like that's just, I don't know. That's kind of my energy. So brings her up mentions how okay yeah there was two exes he brought up two exes one of them was crazy so I'm not going to give away too much because I'm for the girls on this and I don't want to give away what girls look for in terms of red flags to men sorry to the men figure out your own shit don't be a toxic man um but the whole girls you know what I'm saying you know what I'm saying uh whenever whenever a, a person whether they're male or female you're on a date with says their ex was fucking batshit crazy you, you know, you know, I don't have to say much, you know, and it's not to say I want to preface with this because I don't want any men listening to this thinking that they can't be, they haven't experienced toxic relationships or they haven't actually experienced crazy exes. You absolutely have. If you've experienced a toxic relationship, I am not taking that from you whatsoever. It's the context and the wording that an individual will use, which depicts this the story and the context a little bit more where you can either recognize no shit they were actually in an actual toxic relationship or they were the toxic one in the relationship and they drove that person to fucking levels of insanity okay so there's a key difference there and I don't ever want men listening to this or anyone listening to this saying like but like my ex actually was crazy. I've been there. I had a real psycho ex like I've talked about this it's in my book like you guys know so like I get it but there, it's it's the language and the the it, there's so much more to it, which I'm not gonna give away because I just wanna I just wanna I just wanna protect the girls, okay? Like we this is like this is girl code. We're just gonna protect it a little bit. Then he talks about how his most recent ex and him broke up because she wanted. Oh, <laughs> uh, and this is just depicting an insecure man with like a lot a lot of stuff that he needed to work through. He and his girlfriend or ex-girlfriend broke up because she became a stripper and he couldn't handle it. And listen, I don't know if I could handle my partner being a stripper either. But I think he was expecting me to like shit on her. 
And I was like, good for her. Get, girl, get your bag, I think is literally the words that came out of my mouth. And he kind of just looked at me. And I was like, listen, like, I completely understand that, like, dating someone who does that type of work is, like, not for everyone. And I completely respect you for that decision. But, like, I also completely support her and her decision to make a fuck ton of money doing that. And he was like, yeah, like, I guess that's fair. It just, like, really fucked me up. And I was like, okay. And then, just wait, tells me the names of his future children. He's already got baby names planned out. And I was like, how did we go from one of your exes is crazy to I'm insecure and heartbroken because my recent ex wanted to be a stripper more than she wanted to be with me to, oh, by the way, I'm going to name my kid this. In, in, a, in a span of, like, that actually happened in the date, like, I think in a span of, like, 45 minutes. And I was just like boy, can you just pour me a glass of wine? Like, why am I pouring my own wine at this point? Like, you should know I need this, okay? So there was just like so much, so, 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 so much going on uh, in, in, in that date conversation. And I knew pretty quickly, pretty, pretty, pretty early on. That's the great thing about being a medium. I kind of know right away if I want to get to know someone more or not. And, uh, and then the date ends and it's time for the bill. He asked me to go for dinner, okay? And listen, I am not the kind of girl who thinks that the man has to pay for everything. I'm really not. And if you knew my history and relationships, I spoil the fuck. I spoil the fuck out of my boyfriends, okay? I love, oh my God, I love spoiling my man. I love taking my man out. I love that, okay? But on a first date, I find it either customary that the person who asks pays or you both split the bill, okay? And I'm totally fine with splitting the bill. That doesn't turn me off. I know someone, some women are like, oh my God, like if he doesn't pay, like I'm not going out with him again. I, I don't see it that way because I don't really view, that person doesn't owe me anything, you know? Like we're just two humans getting to know each other and seeing if we're gonna continue getting to know each other. So I don't really like expect that at all. Um, I'm very comfortable paying my own portion, but he asked me for dinner. I would have been fine with like coffee, okay? I don't drink coffee, but I would have been fine with something simple. I also would have been p- fine paying my half of the bill if he had just like called the check over and said split it. Like I would not have been turned off by that. Like that is completely respectable. But he looks at me and he says, so you're paying the bill? And I was so done at that point. And I looked at him and I said, am I? And he was like, ha no, I'm just kidding. And I was like, I was like, you asked me for dinner. And he's like, yeah, I know, I'm just kidding. And I was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So anyways, we uh, left. He gave me like this weird, like awkward side hug. And then interestingly enough, interestingly enough, um, I thought it was very interesting. He, which again, you don't owe me anything, but I could just feel the energy and the intention behind it. He was going to like a party. His friends like had a hotel room or something. And he shared a story after our date of um, a a woman holding like um, a drinking glass, but he like covered her eyes portion of like, he just kind of like, you know, like whenever you're doing like, um, like kind of like a semi, like how do they call that? Like soft launching your, your partner on social media. It's kind of like a picture like that. And I was like, if he's trying to make me, it, it honestly just felt like he was trying to make me jealous. That's like intuitively what I picked up on. And again, like I told you earlier, I don't get jealous because I don't compete. Like, and I feel like this is just like so important to like embody as well. Like if I'm not dating you or I'm not on a date with you, like it, 
it doesn't like you do you you know what I mean like it's not like there's there's no issues but I'm never ever gonna feel like I just don't feel jealous like I don't know I just don't feel the need to I'm definitely very like protective in my relationships but if I'm not in a relationship with someone then like I also feel like the right person is gonna like make you feel secure when you start seeing them and like when you start dating them like they're just gonna make you feel like they're focused on you and I feel like that's a really really beautiful thing um and so we were on a first date. And so I feel like, you know, after you go on a first date with someone, you know if you want to get to know them more. And it's not to say that you need to like cross out your other options. Eh, mm-hmm, I might be a little opinionated on that. Uh, but I feel like after a first date, like I mean like initially, like you you declare it a first date. You both know that you're interested in each other. I feel like if you are like really set on that person, you're going to want to make them feel like like they know that, right? Like you're going to want to start this connection off with making them feel super secure. Whatever goes on before that, like that's each individual's like own, like whatever. Like that, it is what it is. Like if he had slept with someone the night before our first date, like I could give a fuck because like we didn't go on a date. It, nothing was established. Like I just don't care. Again, that's not something that would make me jealous and so this whole situation of him like and this girl in a hotel room drinking partying after our date it's almost like that's really not gonna make me jealous because now I I already knew I didn't want to see you again but this is definitely proof that I just because that is not how my future partner will ever treat me not after our first date not even before you know what I mean like anyway I'm also like of the notion like I think I just really want to be friends with someone or at least have like some sort of like friendly rapport with someone before I go on dates with them like I just I kind of want to know a bit more about someone I think before I get on dates anyway I'm getting a little off topic and this is a very 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 long episode at this point it's like an hour and a half but yeah and then we kind of talked and texted for the next few days and he I actually found like an old screenshot because I had sent it to my friends um and I didn't delete it because I thought it was funny um and I just like don't delete anything in my phone. But anyway, I saw it the other day. I was scrolling through things, trying to find things back from 2021, 2020. <laughs> and he had messaged me being like, what are you doing now? You know, like, dude, I don't need to talk to you all day, every day. Like, I also value so much like freedom and independence in relationships. Like my life should not be revolved around you and your life should not be revolved around me. However, if we are together, then we should be a priority in each other's lives. But like, you do not need to text me every hour being like, so what are you doing? What are you doing now? What are you doing now? What do you, I don't have time for that. I literally own a business. Like, I don't fucking have time for that. I also like, are we five? Are we 12? Are we 13? Oh, anyways, that was the funny story that I was referencing in my Instagram that you guys wanted to hear about. So I thought we would end on that note. I feel, oh my God, I still have more to talk about. Oh my God, in the physical body. You know what? That I was going to, okay, maybe we'll just do like another episode on this, but I have talked way too much. My voice genuinely hurts. It's late and I think I might be ready for bed. So let me just kind of say like in terms of like navigating the physical body and kind of like pivoting that navigation as a medium, it has been very hard for me in this lifetime um, to, and that is largely, largely related to two past lives. My two most recent past lives being extremely traumatic when it came to living in my physical body. Uh, I, I dissociated a lot from my body and I catch myself doing it now sometimes where I'll catch myself kind of floating out of my body and being like, oh, come back down. Come, come be in your body. It is safe to be in your body. I have definitely felt it to be a bit challenging 
with being in the physical body and I'm definitely acclimating to that. It's why I'm so heavily involved in nutrition and fitness and why those are two like passion areas of my life because it really helps me enjoy the human experience. It's also been, I've also had to learn how to work with the physical body in terms of limits when it comes to channeling. I, I know I can only channel for X amount of hours a day, do X amount of readings for a day, do X amount of teachings for, for a day. I channeled so much during a workshop. I was invited to teach actually in Emily the Mediums Collective back in December. And it was the first time I had done it, uh, the first time I had taught in that kind of capacity in a very long time. And I channeled so much for every individual that was on the call that I actually completely depleted my energy and couldn't function and got super, super sick for 14 days after. Like I completely burned myself out because channeling uses mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual energy. So it can deplete you very, very quickly. So that's another thing, like living life as a medium, I've had to learn how to honor my body's limits and know when to stop working and when to stop channeling and when to stop looking for new information and integrate and balance and ground and clear my energy and um, do normal human things and like kind of come back to earth so I kind of just want to mention that because it was in my little notes here but I hope that you enjoyed the funny dating story I would love to hear your thoughts on it because like if you've ever had like a date like that I would love to hear the story I think it's so funny it's just cute you know like how I don't know interactions are cute Anyways, I hope that you enjoyed this pretty chaotic, funny, personal recount of what it's like as a medium to live life and to navigate relationships and, you know, the whole, the whole mediumship thing in this life. I wouldn't trade it for the world. I absolutely love what I do and who I am. And yeah. Speaking of what I do and who I am, I totally just released a happy human. I know I said at the beginning, but just a reminder that you can save money with the code COSMIC using the link below. And if you enroll by 1159 Eastern tonight, you get Starlight, my manifestation course, completely free. Okay. I love you. Thank you for tuning into this. This is a fucking long one. It's always the personal ones that we go really, really long in. I kind of like it. Um, but you know the drill. Go be your divine self this week. You got this. I love you. And best of luck navigating these crazy collective energies. You've got this. Go put your bare feet on the grass. It'll help. I love ya.